What happens when a Catholic deacon matches wits with a Catholic radio show host? You get a marriage made in heaven. They may not always agree, but they're always faithful. It's the Akins with their view from the pew on Modern Day Radio. And welcome to this episode of View from the Pew. I am your host, Brenda Aiken, and joining me as always is the man who runs the opposite direction every time he hears me say, I have an idea, the good deacon, Scott Aiken. You don't have a better bad idea than this? This is the best bad idea we have, sir, by far. When I say that, it somehow sets an idea in your mind that things, whatever comes out of my mouth next is not going to be something you want to involve yourself in. Because I, I know that there's a train behind that one idea of multiple ideas that open up. And every time it seems like I, I get called to, oh, can you move this over? Invariably, it turns into a whole project initiative. <laughs> I just left from the work week. Now I'm doing it on the weekend. That is enormous. So in our attempts to manage a household, I grew up and I tend to carry this trait with me is that you work during the week. And then Saturday is work in the house. Whereas I think maybe for you, you're more about just work a little bit every day in the house. And that way you can have your weekends off. Can I give an AM, amen? Because that's what I feel like saying. Yeah, you're right. I, I think I, I do like to do things on the given day, a little bit each day. But I know that if even if I'm tired when I start to get engaged in the project that you want me to engage in, get engaged with... I'll end up then going three, four, six hours of the day and we'll fly by. Right. But you have this now after 32 years of marriage, you know that all I need to do is just, just get the engine kind of started and then he'll run for six hours. <laughs> and, that's, and then I go, oh my gosh, how did you get me to do all this? Well, we had a great project and I think we've shared this a little bit over the last few episodes. The big snowstorm over the winter that we had here right. in Portland collapsed our canopy. And so we had, it was almost like a barn raising, putting up a new wood kind of patio pergola. But you know what was great about that day is some friends came over to help us. You started in early and even though it took a little bit more time, you got our son, his friend, our daughter's uh, future husband. They all got in on the project. And it, it turned out to be a, a good portion of the morning was a teaching project. For it really you. was. Yeah, it was like it was like you said, a barn raising um, because everybody had specific tasks on putting this thing up. And that for me, as, as the person who typically just throws myself into doing it myself, it's, I really have to shift out of my mindset and it's good. I need to do that and lean on others. And we have these, these friends of ours uh, just came in and get, just did a fantastic job helping us to get this put together. And I kind of felt in many ways like, wow, this, this was way better than if I had tried to grouse through putting the, the whole thing up. And now it's, it's up, it's beautiful. And what's the very first thing we did after it was up, we sat down under it oh. and gave thanks to the day, to our friends, to God, and had uh, just a nice evening around this little fire. I'm looking forward to a lot more of those nice yeah. evenings. I was in charge of making sure everybody was fed. Uh, our friend Karen, she was the building manager. Now, she was the one in charge of making sure you guys all had the tools and the number of screws and bolts and everything that had to go in. And then the rest of you guys put that together and... 
You know, um, I would have thrown that that whole directions booklet out. Right, <laughs> and, and so that leads us to another. I am a direction follower. Page one, step one, and you are more of a person to. Well, let me look at the picture. <laughs> This was definitely not one of those projects, though, that you could have done it. And it did turn out to be such a wonderful day. And, you know, with these projects, you realize you have a task as a father to teach our son. You know, recently for the Feast of St. Joseph, I had an opportunity to talk with Steve Ray. And he said that about St. Joseph, that it was his job as a father to teach Jesus a trade. And that was as a craftsman, as a carpenter. And uh, for myself, it takes me longer to show the girls how to cook something, to sit with Christian and go through a recipe, to teach him how to pick up and use a drill properly. It's so important. And I was just thinking to myself that, am I, am I teaching my son all good habits or am I teaching him some bad habits? And I got to think, Joseph probably had moments of impatience putting up pergolas in his day. <laughs> Well, that brings up our show today because we're going to talk a little bit about working, but more importantly, how to be Catholic in your workplace. And coming up, I have an opportunity to talk with a new member here at Mater Day Radio. Sarah Kenzie joined our team as the new digital media manager. She also happens to be the president of the local Young Catholic Professionals chapter here in Portland. So she's going to be with us to tell us a little bit, how, what does it mean to be that Catholic person in the workplace, especially in a city like Portland. And after that, I want to share with you my experience of being a deacon, being a Catholic in a federal work environment. And I think it should speak uh, to all of us that we can do the great work at work. So we got a great show ahead for you. So stay with us on this week's View from the Pew. We'll be right back. Just call on me, brother, when you Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. While working at New York City's Department of Motor Vehicles, P.K. Kersey noticed many young men arriving for job interviews dressed inappropriately, so Kersey felt motivated to help. He assumed the applicants either didn't own a suit or didn't realize the importance of getting dressed up to make a good impression. At first, he and his brother simply gave away their extra suits, but much more was needed. Kersey started a nonprofit called That Suits You. It has grown to include job skills training, workshops, and partnerships with various schools and organizations. Kersey told AM New York, It's about the relationships they're building from us teaching them, the mentorship, and how they're learning to communicate and express themselves. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. As you know, it has been a challenging year for many businesses and organizations in our community. That includes some of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle members. These are loyal friends who support our faith-filled broadcasts through their financial generosity. To find a listing of our Leadership Circle members, please go to our website at materdayradio.com and click on the Get Involved menu. Your support of these members will be a great help to them and to this radio apostolate. God bless you. Ooh, 
It's Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken with their View from the Pew on Mater Day Radio. Here at Mater Day Radio, in our attempts to keep up with the digital age, we realized that it was necessary, well, to find somebody to help all of us figure it out because, well, we just didn't have the skills. Well, that's when we were able to connect and our new digital media manager, Sarah Kenzie, joined the Mater Day Radio team. And she's joining us today to give us a little bit of insight about what the digital age means for Catholic ministries and also a little bit about the information on Young Catholic Professionals chapter here in Portland. Sarah, it's great to talk with you. It's great to talk to you, too. Sarah, kind of our focus is about how to be Catholic in the workplace. Now, for us here at Mater Day Radio, it's so easy to do that. But yes, for many is. in Portland, it, it's really hard to bring both of those things forward. And in some cases, boy, the two can't meet at all. So I want to ask you first, tell our listeners a little bit about your background and how you really kind of started your college career with that in mind, how you were going to keep the two together. Yeah, so... For me, I think my career journey has kind of taken all these different twists and turns. And, and I think that, that God has really um, led me through all of that. And, and sometimes it went where I thought it would, and then other times it didn't. But I started off going uh, to college at Franciscan University, and I wanted to be involved in youth ministry. It was something I had started to volunteer with in high school, and I really loved it. And so I studied catechetics with a focus um, in youth ministry um, in college. So that that was a really great time where I really felt like my faith was solidified and being in, in a Catholic environment. And after that, I started working in youth ministry and um, other church ministries. It's then obvious. So you always knew that your work was going to be for the church. So it made it easy for you to find a Catholic university to be a part of. I think so. Yes, that's that's what I wanted to do. And, and I think... Since then, there have been times where I've worked for things that were more in ministry and some weren't. Some I worked for a winery for a while and I still work there every once in a while. I worked for a university and did um, marketing for an alumni office there. And so, but at other times I've worked for parishes and schools and retreat center and now I ended up here. So I feel like there's been times where I've felt more of a call into actual ministry. And then there's other times where I feel like God has something to teach me or some place where I'm supposed to go that maybe isn't quite, you know, overtly in the church. But those times have also been really great for me to grow and and to realize that you can still bring Christ into your work, even if it's not, you know, at a ministry setting. Um, we inter- we've done some interviews with some great people who've talked about this up and coming issue. And it's up and coming in the sense of our awareness that we can use the faith to guide us in that place where otherwise we might want to just say, stay away from, or try to tell our kids, stay away from that. Yes, absolutely. And I think ourselves and, and our children and our communities, we can work to to approach those platforms with the right lens and, you know, knowing, you know, what, what should we be following? I mean, literally fo- <laughs> following on social media, like what, what right. are the things we're paying attention to? What are we allowing in our, you know, in our news feed every day and, and those type of things. So we can take those principles and, and kind of, and kind of apply it to, to that digital platform. Yeah, I too. think, I think of um, some of the, some of the saints that focused on using media 
um, before it became what it is known today to be. Right. Uh, Maximilian Colby, uh, always a, a go-to. But, you know, thinking of even St. Paul and his, mm. his learned experience of Rome and then taking what would otherwise be the pathways that drew uh, people into more pagan structures, he was able to use those, the roads of Rome, to bring the gospel. And so he, is, you know, where people might feel, and I think there's a recognition today, there, there's a tendency to rest in our bubble. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there, there is a responsibility to do what St. Paul does. And, and St. Peter was challenged by St. Paul when St. Paul said, I need to go to Tarsus. And St. Peter had to think about that and then says, okay, I'll, I'll give you um, Barnabas to go right. with you, right? But that road was in very many ways social media. Right. And in that, the gospel to go on that road to spread that good, good news is now day, today and age. Um, social media has to be that avenue for our kids. Well, Sarah, you came to Mater Day Radio, and we've had you on the show before, not as our digital media manager because you were at another program previously, but you were still part of Young Catholic Professionals, the local chapter here in Portland. You're the chapter president. So for our listeners, just talk a little bit about what membership can do for people who are part of YCP. Absolutely. Thank you. I want to really encourage uh, anyone who is listening who is in their 20s and 30s to maybe consider coming to one of our events um, because I think it's such a needed ministry for young adults that are working today. So what we do in Young Catholic Professionals is we really encourage um, young adults to work and witness for Christ. And that does not Uh, or it doesn't matter where you work, it doesn't matter what type of industry you're in, we can all be a witness um, to Christ in the workplace and and bring that joy and hope and love of Christ into those um, workplaces. So with our program, uh, some of the things that we offer is we do various events. Uh, We have retreats twice a year, so those are a little more spiritually focused. Um, We also have these executive speaker series. And so we bring in uh, professionals just from lots of different industries and they share a little bit of testimony and there's also time to get to know each other. And it's a really great way to see people in different industries and how they live their faith and all those, and you know, there's, there's different things in one industry versus another. And so it's a really nice way for people to connect maybe with someone in their field and to have an example of someone who's living out the faith in a really authentic way, um, no matter what field they're in. We also have uh, networking happy hours. We just recently had one. And those are those are just a really fun time to get to meet other young adults. And a one, one person told me um, the other day that they love coming to those events because they're so easy to just show up and start meeting people. And I think sometimes Catholic events might be a little intimidating for someone who hasn't really been to a lot of them. And so for a lot of young adults, it's nice to just show up at a happy hour and start meeting people and um, but also realize that these are really great people. So, Sarah, can you talk about how young Catholics maybe feel isolated in their workplace and how this might guide them towards maybe maybe not having to find someone at work, but being able to know that there's other people at different places who share their experience. Absolutely. I do think that it is becoming increasingly difficult to be Catholic in the workplace, especially if you are in a more secular um, industry. But, but I do really think that 
finding community with other young adults and 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 other people in your industry who might be more experienced um, that can kind of help guide you in some of those tough issues is really critical. And so a lot of times I see people connect at one of our events and they might not work in the same company, but they maybe work in the same industry and just realizing that, oh, there's other Catholics that do this kind of work. It, I think that is so helpful for people um, just to have that camaraderie and knowing that they have someone they can just go talk to about issues that come up. And um, so I think finding that community is really important. And then also, you know, being able to bounce ideas off each other for some of you know the issues that come up, um, whether it's, you know, if they feel isolated in their faith at work or they're in an environment that's hostile or maybe sometimes things might come up that they feel they can't participate in because of, you know, their their conscience. And there's all these all these different issues that come up. So finding other professionals to talk to about those, I think, is really helpful. Sarah Kenzie is the digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio and also the president of the local chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. She's joining us today, well, to give us a little bit of insight into who she is and some of the work that she is doing both here at Mater Day Radio and through Young Catholic Professionals. Sarah, Young Catholic Professionals, and we have a local chapter here in Portland, but there's chapters all over the country. Yes. You come together in national events. What happens at these national events for kind of networking across the country? The national conference um, usually happens every year. So at the national conferences, it's such a great time, first of all, for anyone who's on the leadership team. They, um, they have some dedicated time where you can talk to people that are in the same role as you, but in different chapters. So um, for instance, at one conference, I was directing marketing, and so I got to meet all the other marketing directors. And so you kind of get some practical insight on just running a chapter. And so that part's really awesome. And then then there's the main part of the conference, um, and that's, that's for anyone to attend. And that is just such an encouraging couple of days where you hear from a lot of different speakers. They have a few keynotes, but then they also have a lot of smaller sessions and you can look at the topics and the the speaker, what industry they're in, and you can choose which one you want to go to depending on you know what you really want to learn about. And they're all focused on faith in the workplace. And they're so powerful, so encouraging. They have just these amazing professionals that ha- are you know at the top of their game but they are so faithful and so catholic at the same time and so that's just a beautiful thing to see you also just have time to meet you know meet other young adults uh you have time for mass and adoration and confession and it's just a, it's a very very encouraging uh, beautiful weekend oh i'm ready to go I'm so excited that you are part of our ministry, that you're here in uh, Young Catholic Professionals. It is, uh, it's hope. You, you give us all hope, and I so appreciate your time. Where are listeners going to be able to find out more information about the local chapter and kind of some of your upcoming events? Absolutely. So you can go to ycpportland.org, and there we've got uh, all our upcoming events and um, you can also find out how to get involved if you want to um, perhaps be on our leadership team. We have a lot of um, a lot of young adults helping um, to to make all these events happen, and, and we're always looking for more people to get involved. Oh, well, sounds great, Sarah. Thank you so much for your time today. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me.
And again, that is Sarah Kenzie. She is the new digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio and also the president of the local Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. I will be sure to add links to where you can find information on YCP and their upcoming events. You're going to be able to find that link on the podcast of this interview at materdayradio.com. To let music set me on fire, then I was saved, yeah. That's why I'm keeping the faith, yeah, 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 keeping the faith. She is amazing. We're so excited here at Mater Day Radio because I have the ability to get our podcast up on the Mater Day Radio webpage. But Sarah, boy, she's excited to just jump right in and make sure that all of our great locally produced shows are going to be able to be picked up on all of the apps that you would normally find any any podcast. So it's great to have her here. And what's brought to mind, though, is she really set out from her college education all the way through that her work was going to be in ministry. But for the vast majority of people, being Catholic is something that they really can't bring up in their secular job. And it really can be difficult. Now for you, not only you're a Catholic, you're a permanent deacon and a federal employee. We know about the rules that kind of surround that. So tell our listeners a little bit about how it's been for you to be a Catholic and a deacon and a federal employee. Right. I, I think I had a similar um, desire like Sarah when I went into college to to do ministry. Yet I was drawn into the wildlife field that I ended up getting my degree in. But I do ministry now in a way that I never imagined I could possibly do when I first started back in the late 80s in this field. Because now I have, uh, I see a connection to the climate impacts, climate change discussions that are going on, Laudato Sea that I speak of quite often now in, in my talks that I give, but that it ends up connecting. There's a ministry within the work that I do that's clear to me. And and I think it's just a, an example of, I think, what all of us can experience, but we don't necessarily know that until we're in the middle of it and, and we can reflect back on how we got there. And Sarah was leading to that in, in, in many ways of her talk, how she ended up here at Modern Day Radio. So, you know, I, I find myself in the federal government and there's times I go, why am I here? But then I remember because I'm here to serve the people of the United States in my job as a federal employee and to, and to protect and conserve fish, wildlife and habitat, which is Laudato Sea, which our, our Pope was so eloquent in speaking in his encyclical to recognize we have a responsibility to be involved and aware of our environment we live in. So now when I'm at work, though, I have meetings that are tremendously complex with many people that come to the table that have great responsibilities. And how do I enter in as a Catholic? Well, that's interesting how you say that, because for me here at my job here at Mater Day Radio, and even in my previous job working at a Catholic bookstore, as Sarah is, my work is immersed in the faith, that there's not a difference between the two. I work at the faith. So when people ask me, what do you do? Well, I can say I work at a Catholic radio station. I'm on the air bringing forward the gospel message of Christ. So when you enter into meetings, not quite so obvious, and you can't always be so forward about it. That's right. 
but when I go in, it does not mean I have to set my Catholicism, my faith aside. In fact, when I'm in the room, I am praying constantly in the meetings that I have, praying to be able to say the words that need to be spoken, the praying to hear the words that need to be heard, and praying to follow the direction that the Holy Spirit leads us in that room, even though those people that might be in that room may not have an appreciation that the Holy Spirit is doing just that. But all that we talk about with these young professionals and what Sarah described is truly following the Holy Spirit who guides them into the next job and in the next career step. And and our, our careers are not separate from. They're very much in, entrenched in our faith if we take the time and use the tools we have through our confirmation to see, hear, and do the good work at our work. Well, I think back of all the things that you have done and the things that we've been able to participate in as your work, you never hid your Catholic faith from the people that you worked with. And it led you to find other people who were kind of hidden in their faith and been able to come to you and say, I go to this church locally. It's great to have you here to be able to talk with people, seek you out now. And for our listeners, you know, one of the best days as part of your career that we've spent was the day that they delisted the American bald eagle from the endangered species list. We all gathered together. It was a wonderful ceremony. Hundreds of people in attendance. National news were picking it up. And you gave the invocation because... You didn't hide who you were. Right. And I didn't force who I am either. And I think that's the, as I mentioned in our conversation with Sarah, being docile to the Holy Spirit. I certainly didn't ask to be there, but the Holy Spirit inspired someone to ask me to be there. And just looking at those moments as those inspirational moments that we might think, gosh, I was lucky. No, I, if lucky wasn't it. Mm-mm. It was it was ordained to be. And therefore, I have a responsibility in recognition of that um, act of God to try and get out of the way. (laughs) And I think that that's what I try and do in meetings because I want to talk, but I need to check myself so that I don't talk ahead of what God wants spoken in that meeting. So that's just going back to that, that touchstone of when I enter in a workplace, how do I enter it? Do I recognize that this is a moment for God? Oh, it is a moment for God as every moment is. Scott, before we go, will you end us in prayer? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we thank you for the guidance of your Holy Spirit, who you promised this Easter season to come, that this Holy Spirit, this paraclete, will give us what we need to do the good work that you have charged us to do as disciples. Help us to lean into that this day, this week, this Easter season. We ask this in your holy name, Jesus Christ, amen. And that is going to wrap it up for us this week. Please tune in next week as we share with you more stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. God bless. Have a great week. You've been listening to View from the Pew, a weekly look at faith and family life from a Catholic perspective with Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken. For more information on the Aikens and to listen to an archive of their previous shows, visit them online at moderndayradio.com slash pew. View from the Pew is produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio in Portland, Oregon.